the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show, the return of AK to the studio. Super glad to be sharing this time and this space with all y'all. Um, okay, you know what movie I watched? Speaking of preaching, we, last hour we played a clip of this alleged preacher talking about God is gay, God is trans, God is this. Um, I watched for the first time uh, this weekend the movie Breakthrough. Have you seen that movie, Skins? Have not. Never heard of it. Never saw it before. I'd heard of it. It's based on a true story about this 14-year-old boy who crashes through the ice. He's out, you know, messing around, doing like, you know, eighth grade or boy eighth grade boys do, right? They act a fool. So they were on this frozen lake. He fell they all fell in and he was under the ice for like 15 minutes. Um, his, you know, um, his rescuer, I'm not sure how much of the story about the rescuer who, who pulled him out of the ice is true, but every other part, cause I did, I was so amazed by the story that I fact checked it. I started Googling to see how much of it was accurate and it was, everything was accurate except the part about the rescuer and his journey to accepting Jesus Christ. But this boy was under the ice, under the water for 15 minutes. He was uh, without any uh, oxygen to his brain, I think, uh, upwards of 20 minutes. And uh, the mom was brought in, played by Chrissy Metz, who I think was played the mom on um, This Is Us or The Story of Us. I'm not really sure. This Is Us. This Is Us. Uh, and I never watched that show uh, um, it went a couple of seasons. First season was good. I kind of tapped out at season two. Yeah, well, she's a great actress because the story is um, they tried to revive this boy after 20 minutes and after him being 20 minutes underwater and without oxygen to his brain and nothing was bringing him back. So they brought the mom into the room so she could say goodbyes before they signed the, you know, signed the death certificate and basically issue the order of death or whatever doctors do. Declare, declare the death and she prayed on him prayed the holy spirit to breathe life into her her son and a pulse started and the doctors and everybody there have attested to because they were all listening as she go first she goes in and she's cr- screaming and crying and then she she starts praying to jesus and, and he's already uh, gone at that point he was already gone in fact the doctor brought specifically you know gave her brought her into the room so she could and he says to her so you can say your goodbyes and uh before he issued the death uh you know d- time of death and um so she prays over him he's you know he gets a pulse 
it takes uh, you know a few days, but it, and it's and it's a it's a it's a story, a process having to do. They life flight him to another hotel, another hotel, another hospital because even though he's now got a pulse, they still don't expect him to live through the night. This mother refused to hear anything negative. She would get angry if anybody spoke anything negative over him in his hospital room. She was absolutely convinced that he was going, the Lord was going to bring him back. And the doctor, Dr. Garrett, said, even if he does come back, he, you know, neurologically, he's gone. There's, there's nothing going on in the brain. He, you know, he will, you know basically be a vegetable kind of thing well to make a long story short he not only recovered he was a hundred percent no damage anywhere completely cogent and was back in his classroom within i I don't know it was it literally a miracle i was just gonna say that's proof right there that miracles still happen absolute proof that miracles still happen this is an absolute true story and the doctor said the, the doctor said to her your son is a miracle. There is no other explanation. None whatsoever. And and I just think this is we need to, we need more of that being on our airwaves and seeing the truth instead of preachers like that one that I clip that we played talking about how God is the, disgusting. Disgusting. What we need is truth. We need truth. We need that's, we need truth in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as Christians, that's what we need to be. We need to be sharing. And I, and if you have not seen the movie, well, I'm going to see it now. I'm, you definitely, I'm enthralled. I watched it on demand for free uh, on my on demand system. I paid for it. Yeah, a lot of people, by the way, went to see Jesus Revolution this weekend. Who's seen Jesus Revolution? I plan to. Haven't seen it yet. Yeah, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Uh, reading some Facebook live comments, uh, Edward. It's an actual movie, uh, a breakthrough. It's not a um, documentary. So, and it was just well done. Just a phenomenal movie. So, just excellent. And you know, the 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 Lord is still performing miracles to this day. You met, you mentioned uh, Jesus Revolution, and I have not seen it yet. Uh, without giving anything away, how is Kelsey Grammer in the movie? Amazing. I mean, he's just an, a great actor. I was shocked that he accepted the role. And when I saw that he cried the other day and talking about uh, this movie, I thought, wow, wow. Um, lives will be brought to Jesus in that movie, Jesus Revolution, just like people would be brought to Jesus in Breakthrough. And, you know, we need to be, we need, we need as Christians, we need to be making sure we, we're supporting those messages going out there. Um, you know what's interesting in terms of supporting messages? A story broke today involving Whoopi Goldberg. I would, I was surprised by this because, you know, it, it, I mean, do they get any more woke? Then Whoopi Goldberg is the woman who said, well, it wasn't rape rape when Roman Polanski raped a 13 year old girl. Right. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg is the quintessential poster woman for woke. Right. Um, Except, I guess, when it comes to anti-Semitism, she's not particularly woke when it comes to that, although the wokers tend to love uh, the anti-Semitic comment. Um, But apparently uh, on this, because it's the 70th anniversary of the James Bond books. They're going to be doing a commemorative. I'm not really sure what that means. Um, some type of commemorative for him. Um, it's, on the, it's a special release, a special re-release of the novels. Okay. Is that what a commemorative? Yeah. Okay. So they're going to do a special re-release of the novels. But here's the thing. They're going to re-release them um, on the 70th anniversary of Casino Royale. It reissued the commem- commemorative. And um, what they're going to do is is, quote, re-edit to remove any racist comment. 
I'm not a huge. I, I always fell asleep when my parents would put oh, on I'm, a James Bond. You, you're in good cup. Well, I am the one of the biggest James Bond fans out there. Well, I'm not because I always fell asleep when I was a kid trying to watch him. It just wasn't my genre. You know, it was a little on the science fiction, a little. You know, um, can you tell me a story that's racist? I have not. To be honest, I, I've only read one of the books, the one you mentioned, Casino Royale. Uh, have not read the others. I've seen every movie multiple times. And it, it 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 is they reflect the times the movies are not racist. I'm sorry, oh, okay. So there is a difference between the books and the movies. Okay, um, I haven't read the books. If you guys have, let me know what you think. And, about and the this. way I look at it is, if there is racist <coughs> comments, perhaps in the novels, and you don't like it, don't read it. Just don't read it. You don't. I mean, uh, you know, you don't. You don't edit out. No, because this, then that is not the same work. No, it's not the same work. Do you edit out? You know, um, uh, Huckleberry Finn, Tom Sawyer, or if you don't like parts of the Bible, you edit that. No, no. And you know who doesn't want the editing to be done? Believe it or not, Whoopi Goldberg. Hat tip to Whoopi. I'm surprised by this. She says, just put a disclaimer on it that says, listen, this book was written at this time or put out the original and, you know, and um, because kids should have the right to read how people thought so that they know how to make the change. I can't believe I'm agreeing with Whoopi Goldberg. I know. Stop trying to scrub history. Stop trying to scrub history. Nathan Fondacaro said, a broken clock. Whoopi denounces efforts to censor, rewrite historical literature because of offensive content. Y'all got to stop this, Whoopi said. Uh, I I read that. Um, The co-host said, they tried to do this to Mark Twain as well because they were so concerned that the N-word was in the book. Well, that's how they did it. That's what it was. We don't want people doing it today, and you don't see it as much. That's how people learned. Yeah, exactly. You don't learn the lessons of history if you're going to edit it. No. No, she's absolutely right on. Who would have thought? Independent uh, shared an example of one of the changes to Fleming's books. Revised lines include Bond's assessment in Live and Let Die that African would-be criminals are pretty law-abiding chaps, I should have thought, except when they are drunk too much, which has been changed to pretty law-abiding chaps, I should have thought. What? What? Um, however, it added references to sweet tang of rape, blithering women, doing a man's work, and homosexuality being described as a stubborn disability have been kept in. So they took out what they thought was a racist comment, basically about African would-be criminals drinking too much, but they left in a comment about sweet tang of rape, blithering women, so it's okay to talk about rape? Makes no sense. Wow. Like Whoopi said, put a disclaimer. You don't want to read it. Don't read the book. Yeah. Yeah. We got to stop trying to scrub history, right? And by the way, how many people are really reading these James Bond books anymore? These there, I mean, books? There, I've I've read a couple. I mean, I've I've read the one. I have a couple. I've only only read the one. They're they're fascinating. They're if you like the movies, the books are a little bit of a different take. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. Speaking of taking, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the SCOTUS latest SCOTUS disappointment in a case that they refuse to hear. We'll share that with you when we come back from the break. 
You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Okay. This is so absurd. I, I can't even believe it. So the Supreme Court is refusing to hear a case about a secret surveillance spying program of American citizens because it can't reveal the secrets of a government secret spying operation. I mean, that sounds right out of James Bond. It is. Yeah, I didn't even know. It's something called the state secrets privilege. So all I, I, I'll get into the to um, some of the the guts of this in a moment, but basically, in a nutshell, all the government has to do is say, in order to illegally spy on you, is say it's a part of some program that's under the states. Uh, what is it? The state uh, uh, program that has state secrets privilege, and then they get away with it. Apparently, government has its privileges. Can't be challenged in court. They declined review uh, the uh, last week. The U.S. Supreme Court. Declined to review this from, I believe I got this from uh, Reason.com. They declined to review a lower court's dismissal of the Wikimedia Foundation's lawsuit against a national security agency surveillance program revealed a decade ago by Edward Snowden um, with, quote, state secret privilege barring litigation. So that only leaves upcoming congressional debates uh, uh, over the renewal of the law authorizing the program as the only recourse for civil liberty advocates. If you can't sue the government for spying because they get to spy under states' secrets, privilege, then we have no civil liberties. I mean, and it also goes back to the Supreme Court, Andrea. How come some of the most pivotal decisions in this nation, the the Supreme Court refuses to make a decision on? Yeah, Wikimedia uh, stated the U.S. Supreme Court today denied the Wikimedia Foundation's petition for review of its legal challenge to the NSA's up, quote, upstream surveillance program. Under the under this program, the NSA systematically searches the contents of Internet traffic entering and leaving the U.S., including Americans' private emails, messages and web communications. The Supreme Court's denial leaves in place a divided ruling from the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit, which dismissed Wikipedia's case based on the government's assertion of state secrets privilege. Uh, from Alex Abdo from the First Amendment Institute at Columbia University said, this decision is a blow to the rule of law. Absolutely. The government has now succeeded in insulating from public judicial review one of the most sweeping surveillance programs ever enacted. If the courts are unwilling to hear Wikimedia's challenge, then Congress must step in to protect Americans' privacy by reining in the NSA's mass surveillance of the Internet. Um, this um, this was uh, revealed by Edward Snowden, and the NSA did concede that this was happening. Um, that they are de- they are deliberately uh, under the guise of being able to target foreigners. Uh, they're scooping up Americans uh, often deliberately. So this is what's going on. This is why I was saying when it comes to twenty twenty four. You know, and DeSantis versus Trump. I need I need to hear from DeSantis that he gets and he understands the threat that our government is against the citizens. I mean, I think Trump needs to say more, but Trump gets it. 
Well, I think he gets it, but the problem is he needs to convince me that he's going to do different than he did as president in order to stop it. Because he sat back and got bad advice and I'm not there. I don't know if it was from Javanka, if it was from uh, the different chiefs of staff that he had. They were all establishment type that all basically had him sit back and do nothing and not fight back in any way. He put up the worst two attorney generals, first Jeff Sessions, who recused himself, and then uh, A.G. Barr, uh, Christopher Ray is the head of the FBI. I mean, the personnel choices were bad, and then the results from that were even worse. I mean, his personnel choices, Andrea, should be just as outside as he was. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's got to be somebody. And, and, you know, at this point, what what is the value of, of the FBI director being from inside the FBI? We get anything out of that? That helping us out? No, that's just that's just somebody who knows how to continue to keep the FBI um, you know, uh, as the key force to cover the tracks of all the crimes being committed by the the deep state and the police state happening in this country. So, so, and I need to hear from DeSantis. I need to hear from DeSantis that he gets that this is a problem and what he would do about it. You know, I don't. You know, I, I don't want to hear. We got to. You know, I think Trump said we got to clean out the FBI. How do you do that? How do you do that? That's like vetting somebody coming from a from an Islamic terrorist country. How do you, tell me how you vet? Dismantle it. Dismantle the FBI. Marjorie Taylor Greene got into some trouble last week or so because she had stated that she wanted a, a national divorce. The problem I had with the comments she made, and she's doing a better job now of backtracking off of it. But of course, you're gonna make me yawn. Sorry. Oh gosh, he made me yawn on camera. Um, <clears throat> am I boring you? Am I boring no, you, darling? Just uh, get some oxygen. I understand. I understand, darling. So, um, <clears throat> so Marjorie Taylor Greene was talking about a national divorce, and of course, people were upset that she was talking about succession. And she came back and said she wasn't talking about succession. She was like, "Red states need to be red states, and blue states need to be blue states," which was clear as mud. Um, you know, if you're if you're not going to talk an actual divorce, which is succession, then don't use the D word because you're you know if you're not talking about <clears throat> actual succession and splitting up the country then don't use the diva word. What is divorce? It means the two people are no longer legally tied together and they're going there in any way in any way. And they're going on with their lives. OK, <clears throat> we're not talking about uh, a marriage where people are, you know, an open marriage. Right. Which is basically her. You know, when, when you get inside of the details of her divorce, it's basically federalism where, you know, the states have states rights and, and we don't have a large central government controlling things. Um, so, you know, she disappointed me with, you know, um, with using the D word because that wasn't what she meant. Um, <clears throat> where am I going with this? I don't remember where I'm going with this, with this Marjorie Taylor Greene thing. Well, perhaps that, that that's exactly what this country needs, because, oh. I mean, what other solutions are there well, if the Republicans are the Democrats? Anyway? Right. Well, I know where I was going with this, because one of the things she did talk about today that that, that actually gives uh, that actually did make sense. It's just still not a divorce and she shouldn't use that term um, is she talked about how. <clears throat> 
because she was on an interview with Amanda Head and, and John Solomon. And Amanda was like, so it sounds like what you're talking about is federalism. And, you know, that's a good thing. And and, and it, it, like, don't we already have that? And Marjorie Taylor Greene made a good point, actually. She said, well, we don't really because we don't have anybody with courage in D.C. to actually make sure that we are, uh, you know, a, 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 a republic of states. Right. She says, if we were, we need some people with some courage to get rid of entire departments. And she's absolutely right. We need to get rid of the FBI. There's absolutely no value to us right now. We've got the capabilities and the law enforcement, you know, departments. Um, we've got the U.S. Marshals that can help us solve crimes across state lines. We don't need the FBI to do it. Quite frankly, when was the last time they solved a crime? They didn't do anything to help those. They knew that teenage girls that were gymnasts competing in the U- on the U.S. Olympic teams and training to compete in the U.S. Olympic teams were being sexually molested by a doctor and didn't do anything to investigate it. When was the last time they stopped, you know, a terrorist attack or any mass shooter? It's always, yeah, this shooter was known by the FBI. So we need to get rid of the FBI. We need to get rid of the Department of Education. We need to get rid of the EPA. We need to get rid of the Department of Transportation. But that's a different discussion the national divorce so she she needed to just keep with the federalism and pushing for um getting rid of large departments and cutting back and limiting rolling back the size and scope of our government is really because that that's a great argument but she muddied it with this whole divorce thing because she wasn't actually talking about divorce um do you think a divorce is it would ever be viable in this country splitting it up red states versus blue uh, there's a difference between viable and uh, if that's what's needed. Is that what's needed? Most definitely. Is it viable? I don't see it happening. Well, I think we've already got too many too many pockets of blue and too many things that are blue inside of red states. We don't really have completely red states anywhere. We've got too many school boards, too many city councils, too many county supervisors, all run by Democrats in uh, like Florida and states like Florida. All right, going to take a break. We come back. Speaking of Florida, we got some Ron DeSantis news. He's done some good things down in Florida and FLA. We're going to share one of them with you when we come back. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Look, I'm looking for ideas. I'm kind of tired talking about the same stuff every night, right? We need some. We, we need some fresh topics because it just seems as though we've got the same. You know, it's like Groundhog Day with the U.S. government, right? I mean, it's the same stuff. It's Ukraine and Russia, right? It's the dreary economy we've got happening. It's the continuation of the COVID. You know, crackdowns and continuing to and lies and propaganda with COVID. I'm open to topic ideas. What do you guys yeah, want? Yeah, the problem with that, Andrea, though, is it's the, it's the same people doing the same problems and the problem still needs solved. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. But I'm open to topic ideas. 888-344-1170. Guest ideas, suggestions. What do y'all want to hear about besides some of the same old, same old? You know, we need we need we need some fresh ideas. Do you guys have an idea for um, a, a good charity idea, maybe, or like a feel good segment? Maybe something related to business. Should I maybe do a series on something that's like educational? You know, I have my news you can use segments. We've got Gary Quack on, who's who I think provides just invaluable ideas out there. 
Um, we also got El Hoff, who comes with the news you can use, and Bob Walters with his education segment. Give me a, eight. Our twenty-four hour hotline is eight four four eight one four five two two seven. Email me at Andrea K Show. Um, we are going to go to the phones right now. Jack from Oceanside wants to. He's got something to say on the idea of a national divorce. Hey, Jack. So I, I'm assuming this would be uh, a division of the blue states as opposed to the red states, and it would happen without a civil war. But nobody ever talks about the details. Right. If, oh, if that were possible to do it peacefully, um, who's going to be responsible for the national debt? What would you do with the military? How would you divide it? Our stockpile of nuclear weapons. Uh, there's, there's just so many things. It's mm-hmm. so complex. Um, would you have a separate constitution for the red states and one for the blue states? And nobody ever goes into the mechanics how it would work and how we would fulfill all of our responsibilities uh, as the current United States of America. Well, right. And that's why I didn't like the fact that Marjorie Taylor Greene used that word, because when she started getting into the details of what she was talking about, it was not a national divorce. It was basically federalism. And that's great. And we need to be talking about federalism. But it's not a divorce. So she didn't need to use that word because it's not what she what she's describing and what she wants to have happen is not a divorce. Um, so, um, and that's why I post ideas about the mechanics, for example, uh, would you be dividing the military and all our military bases? Would you divide the stockpile of nuclear weapons? Would you divide the, the, uh, national debt? Do you have any idea how it would happen? Well, I posed the question whether or not uh, I, uh, it was viable because it's one thing to say to do it. It's another thing to to yeah. to, to, to discuss its viability. I actually think that um, probably depending on where the division were, I mean, we've got we've got Air Force bases, <clears throat> Marine Corps bases, Army bases spread around the country. Um, we could easily divide up those assets and easily, you know, separate it at that point. Or, or have that part be continued to be, you know, um, for both, you know, d- divided, you know, states. I mean, we could, we could maybe, maybe have a that, that. But I mean, that could easily be divided. Um, I think the military, that's probably one of the easiest things to divide up, given all the assets we have and stations all across this country, Air Force, Navy, Marines and Army. I think it's I, and I think that if it's if there was a divorce, then I think um, then the, then, yeah, I mean, I think that w- what we're talking about is it, it, from a Constitution standpoint, the Republicans believe that the Constitution uh, is is what it is and that that should be our, our, our document that drives us and underpinnings of everything of society and the foundation for our laws and Democrats don't. They think it's living and breathing so I would imagine that if there was a divorce that the Democrats would have their own constitution and it would probably, you know, look something like the government gets to control every aspect of your life, the end. Mm -hmm. Well, I actually think that if there were to be something radical to happen I would uh, I think it would be more likely that there'd be a military coup d'etat because we have such a weak president. And uh, listen, I even heard that General Milley contacted the Chinese about what we were planning to do with their weather balloon. And he struck a deal that 
we wouldn't shoot it down till the mission was completed. Uh, much like he told the Chinese that he would let them know in advance if uh, President Bush, uh, or excuse me, President Trump was going to attack the Chinese, that mm-hmm. the military would let them know in advance. That's exactly what happened with the weather balloon. Well, I hadn't heard that confirmed, but there were, you know, obviously that since Millie said, yeah, I'll let you let you peeps know if we're going to attack, which, quite frankly, is treason. You're going to you're going to let, you know, a a foreign a a foreign hostile enemy state know the U.S. military's plan of action. How is that anything but treason under the, you know, the military code of justice? I just don't understand how he's still in his position. Um, so uh, I but I don't know that it's confirmed that he contacted China and, and told him, hey, you know, we'll let you we'll let you continue to spy on us and then we'll shoot it down. I don't know that that's true or not. But um, do I think that it is it, it, it's it, within the realm of possibility to split up the United States? Yes. Do I think it's within the realm of probability? No, because we have we are far too apathetic as, as a country who don't vote half the time. Christian, including Christians, the people that should be the most motivated to preserve this country in terms of, of the way it was founded are some of the most apathetic among, among us, while the Democrats and the left are just rabid with the desire for power. And Andrea, I brought it up once on the show before. I think the last time we briefly brought up this subject, we're all assuming that even if this is a discussion, that the left and the Democrats would allow this to happen. Right, because, and that's a good point, because they're so rabid with power, the Democrats aren't exactly going to want to give up any part of the country, right? They're not going to want to give up any assets. So it's, you know, they're not going to want to share any resources and and, and they're certainly not going to share any money. Right. And uh, the debt, could, the debt, the, the debt could be split. Uh, well, I mean, like classic case in point here in California, they want to tax us if we're leaving the state. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask you something about uh, this uh, mileage tax for San Diego. Do either of you know how they're going to go about verifying how many miles you drive? A year? Oh, hey, indeed. They want to install a GPS system mandated in your car. Well, that's insane. Well, it's, you know, they, they've got to be able to track it. And what they'll do is they'll hold your, your driver's license and or vehicle registration hostage until you go along with Why it. Why we got to push back on it Just now. like the smog check, right? What's that about? Right? You can't get your registration if you don't get the smog check when they, when they demand it. It'll be the same thing. Jack, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. very good questions. And that's what we need to be, we, we need to be thinking about. Um, you know, instead of just throwing out like MTG, throwing out the word divorce, really be thinking about, uh, solutions and, and, and being thoughtful about it and asking the second and the third level questions. I appreciate it. Um, on that California stuff, real quick, Andrea, I yeah. mean, that's why we have to talk about it now, because once that goes into effect, it's going to be hard to get it out. Well, yeah, and that will roll out nationally. Ultimately, you know, the central planning is all about communism. Here in San Diego County, Sandag hired a guy who was trained out of Moscow, whose entire role was setting up and doing central planning in the USSR. And that's what, the, what they're trying to model here. That's what they want. Um, and 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 it, and, and I, I've been saying for a really long time, right? If they can control energy sector and healthcare, then they've got us and got complete control over our lives. All right, going to take a break. 
I don't have enough time left in this segment to get into the DeSantis clip, so I'm going to take a break now, and then we will talk Ron DeSantis and his big, bold move that he made today. And I love it, but I can tell y'all, or guess which company ain't digging what DeSantis did today. (laughs) A.K. Dynamite in a Dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Last week we played a clip of Mike Pence who was attacking uh, Ron DeSantis. Oh, green is not your color, Mike Pence. He's so jealous. Do kids still call it being jelly? Yeah. I think Mike do. Pence is quite jelly over Ron DeSantis, saying that uh, he liked what Ron DeSantis was doing and pushing back against woke in the state of Florida, um, but he didn't like how he was going after Disney because that just wasn't that just wasn't you know uh, c- conservative, according to Mike Pence. Um, really, um, I guess Mike Pence's idea of conservatism is crony capitalism. Of course, it is. Uh, here's what DeSantis had to say today: an announcement that he made about Disney Corporation. Clip four. How do you give one theme park its own government and then treat all the other theme parks differently? And so we believe that um, that that was not good policy. We believe being joined at the hip with this one California-based company was not something that was justifiable or sustainable. And so we said we we're going to do something about it. And so now we're basically... Disney's going to be treated like SeaWorld is treated or like any of these others. And that's really uh, the, the, the fair thing to do. So I'll be signing the bill momentarily, and that will officially end the self-governing status uh, here in Central Florida for Disney. <laughs> Gee, somebody, some company, maybe they should have just kept their heads down with the sketch pad and a pencil. Instead of going woke. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> yep, maybe they should have just uh, stuck to their core competency, as we used to say at Xerox. Uh, they decided instead of just uh, keeping their amusement parks running and coming up with new movies and uh, doing more, you know, Disney princess events, you know, they I mean, just... to be honest, to do what they do so well. Yeah, well, what they used to do. They used to do well. What they used to do well. No, they decided to, instead of being in the entertainment business and and actually entertaining and doing, you know, kids programming, no, they decided to get in the uh, political business. And you know what? It's backfired on him. It's absolutely backfired. But he did the right thing. Quite frankly, it shouldn't have taken this actually to make this happen because he's got a good point. They're not giving SeaWorld this deal. How I mean, fair is that to every other theme park out there? It's not fair. And was it? did it make sense at a time back in the 70s maybe um, as a way to you know, be, have it, have it be economically friendly in Florida for Disney to come to Florida. Uh, maybe, maybe it made sense then, but not really, because to me, it doesn't make sense when you give a corporation the ability to govern, uh, an area and to take over and, and to take over the government. I'm not on board with that. Um, there are, there are now going to be pending, I guess, taxes or something that are going to need to be paid because I'm not familiar with all the ins and outs of the deal. Um, but DeSantis has said that will not come out of the taxpayers' pockets. It will come out of Disney's pockets and that's the way that it should be. Absolutely. So this is, and by the way, how is this not a win for conservatism? 
if this is if this is going to now now end crony capitalism it's going to the laws will be applied equally among amusement parks in the state of florida how is that not the conservative position mike pence it is to me Instead of taxpayers being on the hook for whatever's going on down there, Disney's going to be on the hook, assuming responsibility. It's the way it should be. Yeah, that's the way it should be. So a hat tip to him. He also, earlier in the show, I was saying that I, I wasn't sure where he really stood at this point on uh, the shot, shot uh, you know, that it was my understanding that DeSantis had there was still a law down there that he had signed during covid that the government the state of florida could mandate shots um i I didn't see you brought this article in for me yep that desantis is now teasing permanent bans on coronavirus uh shots and mask mandates um at the same conference in which he was talking about disney um he said as we got into 2021 you know, a lot of these Disney employees would come. They'd just see me at the Wawa or something. And, um, oh, this is continued. This isn't about the shot, but I'll, I'll read it anyway. Um, what's a Wawa? Is that a grocery store in Florida? Must be. Never heard of it. <laughs> what the hell? Y'all know what a Wawa is? 888-344-117. They'd see me at like the Wawa or something. Hey, I'm going to lose my job at Disney because of the vax mandates for COVID. And, you know, that was not something that we thought was acceptable in the state of Florida. He said, noting that they called a special session of the legislature and to provide legislation to, quote, say you can't lose your job based on not taking the shot. So there's that. So he was against the shot mandates down in Florida. So here's here's basically he's he's reminding people, hey, you Disney employees that were complaining about your company to me because you didn't want to get the shot and they were trying they were trying to force it on you. Yeah, me. I'm that guy. I'm the guy who tried to help you here. Um, He said, and we did that not just for Disney, but for everybody, including children and law enforcement, he said, Um he said they were able to save uh, jobs. Uh, many unvaccinated employees were still treated differently. He said they would treat them differently if they didn't do the shot. A shot that doesn't prevent you from getting infected or spreading it anyways. He says, and we're going to work on strong permanent protections for every Floridian job, citizen, and whatnot. But I do think this board will be able to uh, be able, you know, to provide protections for the patrons coming and for the employees as well as is necessary. That's a little weird wording. Um, he needed to just say, we're going to work on legislation that permanently bans any shot mandates simple. for workers. Yeah, you need to simplify, man. Simplify DeSantis. Every day, it's another story of a young person. It came out today. Let's give you an update. While the left continues to try to tell you that the sudden adult death syndrome is fictionary and it's a hoax. Uh, last week, we reported Hayden Panettiere, actress Hayden Panettiere's younger brother, 28-year-old Jason, I believe is his name, was found dead sitting up in a chair. Autopsy came back. He had an enlarged heart. Yesterday, I think it was, or over the weekend, former U.S. swim champ Jamie Kale died suddenly at 42 in her U.S. Virgin Islands home. Former Mets pitching prospect Matt Pobareko, excuse me if I'm mispronouncing his name, died suddenly of a heart attack at 31. I mean, this is these are just a few from today. It's literally every day where I'm reading the names of particularly athletes and top athletes. Heart issues. Heart issues. 
all of a sudden dropping dead. And we never saw this before. Never saw this before. Um, there's actually somebody speaking. I've got I've got a video I'm going to put on the socials that uh, a doctor is describing some of the issues with the shots and that they are cumulative. It just because you've gotten one shot, don't think that it, it, it's worse. The effect is, is is worse the more you get. So um, if you're concerned about it, if you're not concerned about the shots, we're not here to tell you to not get the shots. Load oh, up. And, and I know people Load are angry. Yeah. I will never name names, but they d- decided after the, the, you know, their, their first shot that they, after the new information came out, that was enough for them. Right. There's other people, though, that are still all about the shots. You do you, right? We're not here to tell you not. I'm just here to report. I'm reporting on what, what I'm hearing. This one guy today, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this, link, this, this video on my socials, said that some people's bodies are more acidic than others. And the more acidic your body is, the more uh, spike proteins come into your body. You also don't know, he said, that when that needle goes in, whether or not it's going to go into a capillary, go into a, you know. So, Good point. So there's lots of there's lots of reasons why some people are more affected by these shots than others. So um, there's there's that. It's just it's just really sad that we're at at a place in the United States to where um, there's there's propaganda and and instead of truth when it when it comes to people's lives, more people have died just from the VAERS numbers that the government is telling you have died from these shots than all the other vaccinations combined in u.s history does that make sense to anybody I, it makes, makes perfect sense and you can go to the very site and they, they report what you know the, what's being who's being affected but again that is a fractional amount mm-hmm. yeah like two percent of all uh reported uh reported cases and that's uh and including the um, a number. Uh, it's not just underreported in terms of deaths, but also underreported in terms of, yeah. in, in terms of um, adverse reactions and heart attacks and strokes and beyond. All right, that's it for us for tonight. Email me at Andrea K Show. Download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Our twenty four hour number is eight four four eight one four five two two seven. I'm looking for you to share with me topic ideas and guest ideas, and I'm also looking for you to come back tomorrow six p.m. Pacific time. Love you all. Peace out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.